maybe I'll have to split mine in two, like the Forever Friends necklace of my youth. We submitted an application for the baby's passport on Saturday. I made the appointment a few weeks back. Both parents have to be present, so the earliest weekend date I could get was four weeks out. Though he's been here for almost six months, once I had the forms filled out, I felt as though this had become an urgent project, a to-do list item that must be ticked off sooner rather than later. I took his photographs against a white fitted sheet. Our sheets wouldn't do, one floral, another spotted, a third grey, so we took a little trip into his older brother's room and peeled back the duvet. I lay him down on his back and tried to straighten out the sheet behind his head. He laughed at me. Ta ta ta, he said. For once, I told him to be quiet. Shh, I said. Stop smiling. He laughed again. He was wearing a starry onesie I'd bought from primary, of course influenced by an ad on Instagram. It seemed patriotic enough for an American passport without being too on the nose. For his Irish passport photograph, I might dress him in the dote onesie an Instagram follower sent us. You probably won't see the text, but the bright green will be enough, and I'll always know that below the line it says dote. We paid the extra money for the passport to be expedited. I'd like to go home with him in May, before summer begins in earnest in Fort Wayne so that I don't miss too much pool time, and before my parents make their regular, at least pre-pandemic, summer trip to entertain slash supervise my nephews during the summer holidays. Even an expedited passport, I'm told, can take five to seven weeks. But people are saying it's taking two to three, says the helpful woman at the post office downtown. I start to wonder who these people are. Do they come back after they've received their passports to update her on how long they waited? Does she have family members who've recently applied for and received passports? Does she get a friends and family discount? In all, we paid $250 for the privilege of international travel, which seems extortionate. The flights will be another $700 minimum. Thankfully, babies fly free, which seems only fair as he won't be able to take advantage of the pretzels or the small but occasionally life-saving seat pillows. I've started to tell friends and family that I plan to come home in May. I can't wait to see you, they say, and I think, yes, yes, but it's not they who are top of my list. I'm going to tell mom to make sure she has super sausages in the house, I tell my sister, and those frozen croissants from Aldi. This is a theme I can warm to. I'm going to go and visit Liam so that I can get Bombay Pantry delivered to the house, I say, imagining the freedom of leaving Atlas with Granny and Grandpa while I gallivant into town. And I'll go hang out in Kira's and we can get chipper from the end of the road. There are different foods associated with different houses. Toast in Elizabeth and Allen's, scones with jam and cream in Emma's, pastries in Ellen's with freshly brewed coffee. The food comes first. I think it is my love language, at least in terms of self-love. When it comes to loving other people, I'm a gift-oriented lover. I'm salivating at the thoughts of the cafes I will frequent. I'll be at Bread 41 for the afternoon, I will tell people, and receive guests there in the style of some royal or another. A cinnamon roll first, perhaps a croissant to top it off, a large lunch plate, more coffee, more, more, more. Ireland had never truly seemed like a foodie paradise until I left it all behind, until I moved far away from White Mouse's peanut rayu and homemade caramel and two pups and those small but perfectly formed falafels in the fumbly. I know that a lot of things will have changed. Restaurants and cafes have closed. The Canvas Cafe in Kill, which did an excellent breakfast scramble, now apparently serves pizza. Debenhams, which was open the last time I was home, even if my reasons for frequenting it was usually to get from the Ilex Centre to Henry Street, has shut its doors for good. Some other things will not have changed. They will have become more of what they were before. The Ivy, I'm sure, is still being frequented by lovies and Instagram huns who don't care that they stole tips from their workers. Avoca is, I'm sure, still producing scones the size of your head and charging $50 for a notebook with twee little ribbons embroidered on the cover. There are probably even more press-up venues now than there were when I left. 
Dublin in the 1920s must have been full of speakeasies, I imagine tourists telling one another. I resolved to go, finally, to the Tenement Museum on Henrietta Street and to take a train with my mom, free travel now, you know, to the Titanic Museum in Belfast, and to soak in not just the food but the culture I had ignored before, always thinking there'd be time enough to explore it next week, next month, next year. I've never been away from Dublin for this long. The two-year anniversary of my chaotic arrival in Chicago's O'Hare Airport on March 14th of 2020 has just been and gone, but when I close my eyes I can feel the wind and the fresh rain and the sound of the seagulls and the hiss of the buses as they slow down to stop and the ping of the Lewis and the sound of cars driving through puddles and splashing filthy water up onto the path at unlucky pedestrians. I can smell the hops from the Guinness Brewery, a sickening odour if you're unlucky enough to have a hangover and hear the flower sellers shouting on Grafton Street, and I can smell the blend of coffee and chocolate from the butler's cafes by St. Stephen's Green on South William Street in Houston Station, punctuating the comings and goings of the rail commuters. A friend asked me yesterday how I'm getting on. Does it feel like home yet, she asked. I wasn't sure how to answer. Yes, I could have lied, it does. And maybe it would only have been a half lie. I feel that this is my home. I belong here with my American and our children and our dumb dog and Mel Brooks, the newly adopted cat who has taken no time to make himself at home. But when I close my eyes and think about Fort Wayne, the feel of it and the sound of it and the smell of it, I draw a blank. It hasn't imprinted on me the way Dublin has. Maybe it never will. I'll just have to hope that I don't ever have to wait this long to go back again.